Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining. We welcome you. It is Friday, everyone. Hallelujah. We are through the week. I'm off to a good morning. I'm having these protein banana nut muffins that I made last night. And they're making my banana nut, if you know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, after this, I have to walk to class in the 10 degree weather, but I only have two classes today. It's fine. I will get through it. Did you guys see that the dead Chainsmokers released their new song? The song that they took like a two year social media break in anticipation for and have been promoting it all week. It's called High. It's pretty good. I'll play a bit of it. Um, They are still dead, though. I'm just kidding. They're obviously not dead. This is a podcast exclusive. That video I made saying that the chain smokers were dead and coming up with that whole conspiracy, how they died in a car crash in early 2020, was obviously a lie. That was a brand deal for them. And they wanted in like uh, influencers to build hype for their new single. So their idea was making a bunch of fun conspiracy videos about them. Obviously, I knew they weren't dead the whole time. When I posted that video, everyone was like, you're so dumb. They're not dead. They're... I was like, yeah, no fucking duh. They're not dead. But this is what they wanted. I'm giving them what they wanted. So I got a lot of heat for that video, but I'm glad I can say my truth now. So the Chainsmokers owe me one for posting that. It was kind of entertaining. People just took it way too seriously. Anyway, let's talk about what the lessons for the day are. The first one is going to be that people are exposing their exes this week, including Demi Lovato exposing the man who they were engaged to over quarantine. And Selling Sunset star Chriselle Stoss is exposing Glee star Matthew Morrison, who apparently they used to date for a long time. I didn't even know that, but she's exposing him in a very savage way and saying very unflattering things about him. Um, next topic, we're going to talk about the fact that Ed Sheeran has not had a phone for seven years to protect his mental health. He threw his phone away and he talks about what he does instead of having a phone in terms of like calls and work and his loved ones and how it's changed his life and everything like that. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is rich men like Kanye West and Elon Musk are showing their privilege and doing some really weird things with underprivileged people, poor people this week and making weird comments and weird saying weird things about them. So we're just going to get into all of that. If you have not rated this podcast yet on Spotify, just rate it five star before we start. We're already here. Um, it would make a world of difference. You can just follow it super quickly too. And then on Apple Podcasts, you can rate it five star, leave a little review, subscribe, all of that. Wherever you are um, listening to this, it'd be so helpful. And yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. You only say you love me when you're high. It's like we go through the same shit every night. have been coming for their exes this week in a nasty way and honestly i'm here for it so first demi lovato who is coming for her quarantine romance max eric who 
They were engaged for a few months in 2020 from July to September. If you remember, it was a really nasty breakup. They seemingly went from 100 to zero really quick. If you remember, Demi said that they broke up with him because they did not know the real him while they were dating and they felt fooled by him. They kind of both accused each other of using each other and not showing each other their true selves. Both accused each other of trying to promote their own work because Max is an actor and Demi was coming out with an album at the time. And Max is so embarrassing. He went on like a whole six minute live showing his horrible acting skills. But he went on Instagram live and he was like fake crying saying like, stop using me for a PR stunt. Like, stop sending your fans to harass me. It's always the unfamous men who think they're getting used for PR stunts when that's just not the case. Anyway, Demi actually in their documentary said that one of the reasons they broke up with Max is that Demi is just too queer right now in their life to marry a man. Whatever that means. I love how it's just the most like erratic reason. Like it wasn't like, oh, we just grew apart. They were just like, I'm too queer to marry a man right now. Only right now. Maybe in a few years when it's not a trend. Anyway, Max is so embarrassing and he could really turn anyone gay. So Demi Lovato was scrolling on Instagram this week, maybe while they were shaving their head, and they must have seen a post that said, describe your ex in three words. And they must have, you know, been invigorated and commented on it. So Demi commented on that post describing Max in the words, my vibrator's better. Wow. She must have left the frozen yogurt shop not getting the orgasm she wanted that day. <laughs> From Max. Um, yeah, so that's how she called him out. Pretty, pretty, pretty bold to come for how a man was in bed. You know, they're very sensitive about that. But luckily for Max, he is an attention whore. He loves attention. So this probably made his dick real hard. And he jumped onto it and responded to the post with the most average thirst trap in the world. He took it upon himself to go to the gym, get in the locker room, go get a pump and then like take a gym selfie with the caption i've never had complaints and that was his response to demi's my vibrator was better sir we've seen enough of you in 2020 and go back to being irrelevant i promise you he has gotten complaints speaking of demi's vibrator um because that's a normal sentence have you heard that demi has come out with a vibrator named after them it's called the demi wand um yes that is the next thing on their business ventures that they're going on right now the demi wand is 75 dollars, and it's apparently the quietest vibrator ever i feel like that's kind of off brand for demi and you know i i thought the demi's vibrator would be loud like demi but anyway uh but while the vibrator itself is very quiet it actually plays cool for the summer the whole time you use it i'm kidding this is demi's description of their own vibrator that just came out if you guys are thinking of getting it you can get it on bellissima.com demi said there's nothing more empowering than taking your pleasure into your own hands we have spent far too long pretending we are not sexual beings it's time for us to put this stigma to rest we are all deserving of pleasure we are all deserving of orgasms so demi says some pretty weird things and i do not agree with all of them definitely don't agree with what they were saying about not calling aliens aliens because that's offensive to anyone even literal extraterrestrials anyway i think this is kind of a better thing that demi has done i agree i think there's no shame in using a sex toy i think we are sexual beings so i don't hate demi for doing this and 
having this be another venture for them. Um, here are some reviews of the Demi one, though, before you spend $75 on it. One person said, RIP, my soul has left my body. May or may not be writing this review from heaven. I am by no means a novice to sex toys. I actually feel like I am a collector of sorts. And oh my God, this wand, dot, 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 amazing. Mind-blowing orgasms, check. Adorable design, check. Affordable, check. Don't think, just buy this toy. Holy fuck, who the hell reviewed that? They clearly had the best time of their fucking life. I could buy a sex toy, but I don't think I could ever like leave a review of my experience on it. I, I just don't think I can do that, but shout out to the people who do that. Review was fucking hilarious. Apparently, the Poot vibrator is outselling the Demi one, though. I mean, as expected. Have you seen Poot? But if Demi's vibrator doesn't sell, they can always sell houses like Chriselle Stoss, who is also coming for her ex this week. I love transitions. Um, who is actually coming for Will Schuster from Glee. And she came for him hard. Harder than Twitter comes for him for his acting job or rapping Ice Ice Baby or his sweater vest. She's writing a new book, as reality stars do, to make money while they can. And she talked about her exes. And this was no thank you next shit. She literally said she would kill herself (laughs) if she ended up with Matthew Morrison. Um, Okay, so in her book, she said, I'm thankful for where I am, as painful as some breakups may have been. I dated Glee actor Matthew Morrison in my mid-20s, and we fell in love and got engaged. I didn't fully understand what a healthy, solid relationship looked like, even though, of course, I thought I did. If you've seen Selling Sunset, you might know how that relationship ended because during one of the on-camera interviews, I said, If I ended up with a person who I was with when I was 25, I would want to kill myself. Yeah, you can Google that. You were a dick. Sorry. And she was talking about Matthew Morrison, who she was with 15 years ago when she was 25, before Glee, before everything. So I'm sure he was even more of a dick before, like he had like big success or that. I'm all here for the Matthew Morrison hate. And I know that really anyone would be. So reading this just put a smile on my face and it was hilarious. But apparently they're fine now. And if they see each other out in person, it's not awkward because, you know, they both live in Hollywood and maybe run in the same circles and stuff. She said, a lot of time has passed since that relationship ended and we can both laugh about it now. It's not like we're hanging out and bonding every week. But if we run into each other a few times over the years um, and even though I sounded a little angry and selling sunset, it's all cordial now. Um, so good for her. Matthew Morrison is actually now married to Renee Puente and they've been married for almost seven years. Chriselle is not married to anyone she dated her selling sunset co-star but that did not last very long so good luck to chriselle and her finding love journey and we i i don't wish matthew the best so what can we learn from this maybe marrying the person you meet in your 20s isn't the best idea you're both young and dumb and maybe blinded and don't really know each other as well as you think and maybe you think you have relationships figured out but you don't so give it time and if you do marry them make sure you do know them make sure you really know them first and living together in quarantine doesn't count as really knowing them
Seven years ago, a young Ed Sheeran posted to his Instagram that he is taking a break from using his phone for a while, and he is probably the only celebrity to ever stick to that statement for more than three days because he still does not have a phone. That just sounds sacrilegious in today's world. That is blasphemous. That's like not having all four of your limbs in today's world. I don't get how he does that. But in a Huffington Post interview yesterday, Ed Sheeran shared how he has lived without an iPhone ever since 2015 and how it's actually not that hard for him. So first, let's get to why he chose to not have a phone in the technological age. He said, in 2015, let's let's go way back first and read the 2015 post. He said, hello, all. I'm taking a break from my phone, emails, and all social media for a while. I've had such an amazing ride over the past five years, but I find myself seeing the world through a screen and not my eyes. So I'm taking this opportunity of me not having to be anywhere or do anything to travel the world and see everything I missed. To my family and friends, if you love me, you will understand me budgering off of it for a bit. To my fans, my third album is on its way, and it's the best thing I've ever made thus far. See you all next autumn. Thank you for being amazing. Okay, fair. Maybe a little pretentious and dramatic. He's like, I'm going to go travel the world now that I'm not distracted by work and my phone. Like, yeah, we all can't do that if we just put down our phones and some of us are just bored, cooped up in our room. So that's why we're on our phones. Um, But anyway, he's actually found it even more useful than he could have ever imagined not having a phone ever since. And that's why he's kept doing it, he said. He said the change has led him to a place of better mental health and generally feeling better about everything. He said there was a lot of negatives when he was used to be consumed by his phone. He said he got really, really overwhelmed and sad when he was on it. He just spent his whole day in a very low place. And when he got rid of it, he just felt very lifted. He said specifically the best thing about not having a phone is uninterrupted moments with the people he loves. But we're talking about like completely uninterrupted here. He does not receive texts or phone calls. He has an iPad that he works off of. And he says, just working off the iPad is so much less stress. He said he wakes up in the morning and just doesn't have to worry about it. And he just has his cup of tea because he's English. He needs that peace of mind to think of all the genius songs he's going to create. Um, He said that he just loves that people can't get in touch with him. And he just doesn't need to be inundated with information. Quotes, he says, I didn't so much cut contact with people. I just limit my contact with people. A lot of people's reactions on Twitter were like, but what if he had an emergency? He says, in the state of an emergency, he's sure that someone who really wants to get a hold of him will get a hold of him somehow. He says he has faith in the universe. Basically, this is like what he said, that they'll know where he's at and somehow get someone to get him for them and get them in contact with him. I feel like that's just like a big run around and scramble when you can just easily just have a phone with you. You don't have to, I don't know. I think he's just being very dramatic about these things. I just can't imagine not having a phone, especially in the state of an emergency. And like, what about his wife? Like I would be pissed if I was with Ed and I couldn't speak to him or say something casually to him if he's at work all day or like at the studio all day. Um, So like, what about his wife? Like what if she wants to talk to him? Maybe they just go to work and then talk when they're home or something. Or maybe just send one or two emails throughout the day when they're not together. But I don't know if I could be down for that. And I just think having a phone is really important, especially for emergencies, for sure. Um, And what about work and like his manager? I'm sure they're very busy and have a lot to tell each other and text each other. When it comes to work, he just said, every few days, I'll just sit down and I'll open up my laptop and I'll answer 10 emails at a time and I'll send them off and I'll close my laptop. 
and then I'll go back to living life and I don't feel overwhelmed by it. How is he only receiving 10 emails every few days? He's Ed fucking Sharon. Like even in the off season when he's not putting out an album, I just don't understand how he's only responding to like 10 emails at a time and then not responding for a few days. Like it must be so annoying to have a conversation with Ed Sheeran. Um, anyway, good for him for not having a phone for seven years. He's really strong for prioritizing his mental health. I'll get, I'll give him that. It's something we all probably wish we could do because of annoying texts. Like your manager couldn't call you into work if you don't have a phone, you know? But we all love our phones too much. First of all, I don't think any of us are strong enough for that. We all are obsessed with our phones. Our screen times are probably 13 hours a day each. And on another note, I think it's a bit of a privilege to not need your phone on you all day. Because some of us who have to tend to work and busy schedules in order to literally just make a living and survive or be a good family member who we live with or something like we need our phones every day. So while I do respect him for not having his phone, I think it's just a little bit of a rich person problem. But yeah, I really do respect him for being able to resist the urge to go on his phone. So I could make a joke about Ed Sheeran being the most like pick me boy in this situation and an old man for this, but I'll give him some props. He actually said his brain started working again, he felt like, which I thought was interesting. He thought he said he thought better and had clear thoughts. And I feel like someone needs to study him and like his brain waves to see if there's some effect of our phones like it, that our phones are having on our minds that he is just not experiencing because everyone's like, your phone is bad for you. Well, if we need someone to be like the control group in that experiment, Ed Sheeran would be great. Um, and honestly, he's right, especially about social media. I've been feeling lately that just like Instagram and Twitter truly doesn't add much to my day. Like I find myself getting bored with it. And that is just one aspect of my phone in my phone life that I just don't need to go on as much. I've limited, I've limited myself, especially with Twitter and Instagram. Like, I feel like it just literally like sucks energy out of me when I go on Instagram and I just see the same kind of post and Twitter, I just see the same kind of post. It's just not necessary to be checking it all the time. And I definitely have a major problem with my phone. Like if my phone is dead or like charging or I can't have access to it, I will literally go through withdrawals. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I know you all do the same thing. So checking it once every few hours and few minutes is enough and i'm trying to limit myself so much these days because it's a lot you know like group chats text social media if anything just definitely turn off your notifications that was life-changing that's how your phone like sucks you back in and makes you go on it so much because it's like offering you these tempting notifications to open up your phone and go spend more of your day on there so just don't waste your life on your phone remember when social media was like a side thing and like in like 2013 or something like social media was something that you go on for like 20 minutes a day i feel like that's something that we need to get back to instead of it being everyone's whole lives so what can we learn from this maybe ed sheeran has a point maybe not get rid of your phone but maybe be on your phone a lot less find a healthy balance from for you and social media and don't waste your day on it don't let your mental health be ruined by it especially i think it takes a lot more energy from us than we think so always monitor you and your mobile device and how much it is affecting you and set boundaries with it. In 2022, we're being more present. Not me learning from Ed Sheeran.
rich men are showing their privilege this week and saying things that only victims of affluenza could say. And yes, I'm talking about Elon Musk and Kanye West. So Kanye West is doing a new fashion collaboration because he is Yeezus of fashion. And he says he wants homeless people to wear the clothes and model them. So this week, rumors surfaced that Kanye West is scouting homeless people in Los Angeles for models for an alleged Skid Row inspired fashion show. First of all, I'm imagining Kanye West literally going down Skid Row and like observing these homeless people and like scouting them. Like, what does he want? Like, what aesthetic does he want? Does he want homeless people without any teeth? Does he want homeless people clearly on drugs? Like, what is he scouting them for? Anyway, Kanye is working with streetwear brand Skid Row Fashion Week on a collab and a fashion show with the ultimate goal of helping the homeless. The company that he's collaborating with donates a portion of all sales to helping those living on Skid Row and the factory that makes the clothes employs the homeless which I actually think is a really cool idea. Like, if you're going to make people make your clothes in your factory, why not hire homeless people and get them off the streets? I think that's really amazing. And the Yeezus collab will use 100% of the proceeds to help the homeless on Skid Row. So not only are they giving them jobs, but they're going to like directly give them money and help them get on their feet and stuff like that. And this is why I'm always on Team Kanye at the end of the day, because even though he does a lot of erratic things, I feel like he always has a good heart. And so... I actually do support like most of the things that Kanye does. Kanye does, even though people do not think I'm on Team Kanye for some reason. I've always been on Team Kanye, even though I started the rumors that him and Jeffrey are dating. Anyway, you know who a homeless person that Kanye West should scout? He should scout Shorty from the Keeping Up with the Kardashians um, season one. Do you remember that homeless guy that they found behind Dash that they like took in and like cleaned him up and like took him to a homeless shelter and then they brought him back for the last season? And, like, all he did was flirt with the Kardashians, and, like, he was still homeless, but his priority was, like, getting in their pants. He's iconic. He just, Kanye should scout Shorty. Anyway, the fashion line drops February 22nd, and we're told the money from the sales will go to help hiring more people struggling with homelessness to work at the Skid Row Fashion Week factory. Not only this, but we're told they, they want items found on Skid Row to be integrated into the ensembles, like maybe a trash bag puffer jacket or maybe an empty jewel pod or cigarette carton or or they can hold a sign that says like homeless or something like that. Like imagine like a homeless person wearing like the most expensive outfit, but also carrying a sign that says homeless. It's kind of shocking, but I guess that's the point. And why not? Kanye has worked with the city of LA to help homeless people for a while, actually. I think people would say that using homeless people would be like exploitative and disrespectful and using them as an aesthetic. But honestly, why ignore the homeless issue? If you put homeless people in the show, it will not only raise awareness, but it will raise money. It will help them get jobs. It's a win-win. Like why I just, yeah, why ignore the homeless issue? I think this is a great thing to just bring growth to that community. So I'm on team kanye and i'm excited to see all the items and the show anyway let's talk about elon musk so this week he said that during the 2020 pandemic especially towards the beginning that he took his kids to a store in disguise to watch people struggle in the stores for toilet paper during the toilet paper shortage if that is not the most creepy meta shit i've ever heard in my whole life like that's when you know that you're so fucking rich that just normal average people who go to target are like homeless like the poorest of the poor ants to you and you just like watch them struggle like ew it's it's so gross 
um like you know how your parents take you downtown and like to see homeless people and be like this is what happens when you do drugs kids like elon took his kids to target to be like this is what happens when you aren't born rich kids but don't worry kids we'll be on mars soon and we won't have to deal with them like what was he trying to teach his kids about like watching people struggle like hopefully his lesson was that they should be thankful but why do i feel like it wasn't what i feel like elon musk was trying to teach them something else about the average person his kids were probably so scared they were probably like but doesn't everyone have bidets and butt blow dryers like us daddy and then use a hundred dollar bills to wipe our asses and he's like no no kids our tesla toilets do that for us these underprivileged trolls don't have that anyway that's so creepy and i hate him and Imagine what other weird shit he does. I feel like Elon Musk is always, like, watching. Ew. Anyway, speaking of richest men in the world, I think this is the weirdest thing. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson actually met with Jeff Bezos this week. They went to his mansion for dinner, and they were apparently there all night. They spent a good amount of hours there. Of course, you know, this makes total sense in 2022 that the biggest, weirdest couple in the world would be with one of the richest men in the world. Um, And can you believe Kim went to someone's house that would make her feel poor? Like, I, I I wonder how little she felt in that house. It was probably a very humbling experience for Kimberly. Kim was also with Hillary Clinton this week, which was very interesting. It's making me nervous. You guys, I feel like the rich people are planning their escape from Earth or something. Like, they all know something is up, and they're all arranging their spots on the first spaceship off of Earth. Like, the, the Illuminati is holding meetings this week or something. It's worrying me. I don't know why all these rich people are getting together. Something's going on, but... Anyway, I just wanted to add that in there. So what can we learn from this? I I feel like Ariana Grande said, whoever said money can't solve your problems must not have had enough money to solve them. I'm not really sure what we can learn from this one. So that's just what I'm going to say. I think we can learn from Kanye about how he supports the homeless um, community, though, and how he brings attention and uplifts and does whatever he can to help homeless, underprivileged people. I feel like that's really important and it'd be great if we can all get involved in that somehow because it's one of the biggest, most prevalent issues facing America these days. So we can actually learn from Kanye West this week about that. Well, thank you for tuning into Pop Culture University. I hope you had a good time hanging out with me and you learned something. Let's review what we learned today. So from Chriselle and Demi, we learned that maybe don't marry the person you meet in your 20s and make a thought out choice before you actually marry them. Make sure you really know them. From Ed Sheeran throwing his phone away, I think we can all agree that we need to be on our phones less. I think the first step in our healing process is admitting that we have a problem and we do. So just set boundaries with you and your device. And then from Kanye and Elan. I think we can learn that being rich is amazing and will solve all your problems. So yeah. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. If you can just rate this podcast five star on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it would mean the world to me. It would help so much. I hope you guys have a great Friday and an amazing weekend. And yeah, I love you and I will see you on the t- the TikTok. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.